everybody, what's up and welcome back to the Artist Coaching Podcast with me, Joey Suki. Right now you're going to listen to my keynote recorded at MixCon in Munich last weekend. And this keynote was built around perfectionism. Perfectionism is something that a lot of artists are struggling with. It's something they, they might use as an excuse. It's something they think is a problem to them. Um, and I think this is something that can be beaten. So, um, yeah, if you feel like this could be valuable to you and if you feel like this is a topic that is useful to you, enjoy listening to my keynote from München. Here you go. Here, nice to meet you all. Um, one girl, it's perfect. Are you an artist as well? DJ? Perfect. Welcome everyone. Are you all artists? Everyone artists? Kind of? Okay. Um, who has heard of my name? Who knows who I am? Half of it. Almost. Well, it doesn't matter. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, I will just give you a quick introduction because otherwise I have to bore everyone else with my story again. Um, just a quick introduction. My name is Joey and I was previously known as an artist, which is Joey Suki. And um, I was a DJ, a music producer. I have been making EDM music, house music, as you might call it, doesn't matter, uh, for over uh, 10 years. And it all started for me when I was about 14 years old. I started to build my own uh, DJ decks and play at children's parties, weddings, those kind of things. And from there I started to make my own music and my career started to grow and grow and grow. And eventually, in 2014, so that's six years ago, um, I've reached a level where, well for me it was the highest point of my career. I was playing Tomorrowland, uh, I was traveling the world, touring, I had a collaboration with Hartwell, uh, I did a lot of, I did a remixes for Jennifer Lopez, for Pitbull. So you might say that my career um, sounds successful, right? In 2014, um, at the highest point of my career, I completely collapsed into a burnout. Who has seen uh, the Avicii documentary? Well, that's kind of my story as well. It's kind of relatable. Uh, what happened to him kind of happened to me as well. Uh, for me, it ended better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of the same. And in 2015, I actually decided to quit DJing and to quit uh, performing as an artist and to quit making music because I wasn't happy. Uh, I also wrote a book about this. It's called Unhappy in a Dream Life. It's available for free. It's on Spotify, it's on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to it as an audiobook, whatever you want. Um, that's my full story, so I'm not going to dive deeper into that now because I don't want to bore you with that. But if you want to know more, it's, for, it's available for free. So if you want to check it out, get it. Why I picked this topic, how to deal with perfectionism. Since 2015, I started thinking, like, how can I help artists to overcome the things that I was struggling with as an artist as well? Anxiety, for example, uh, but also building a career from your music, right? Like, I, I'm just guessing here that that's your end goal. You want to make a living from your music. And for some of you, it might, be, it might still be a hobby right now, which is okay. But you still need to do work to get to that level where you make an income from your music. I've experienced that as well, and I managed to create an income from my music. But after I um, looked back at my career, and I was thinking like, 
what kind of things was I struggling with as an artist? And one of the things that I see happening with my clients, because now I, I coach artists with these problems, what I see happening a lot is perfectionism. And that's why I picked this topic today, how to deal with perfectionism. Who has ever struggled with perfectionism in his career? Yeah, it's two hands here, yeah. That's almost everyone. And I think that's a natural thing um, because it's something that's happening inside all of us, not just the artists, but with everyone. And that's because we are creating a product. We're creating music. And that little piece of music that you're creating is your little baby. You've been working on it for 50, 60, 120 hours, I don't know. But you have been working on creating your baby. And imagine taking that baby, putting it out there in the world, like with the Lion King, you've seen it, like on the rock, you're putting it out there in the world and everyone says, dude, that, that thing's ugly. That hurts. And what I see happening with a lot of artists is that what other people think of that, like when you hold up your track and say like, hey, this is my track, and everyone else says, it sucks. That hurts, and that kind of uh, le leads them to, well, not doing anything at all, and they start to worry about all the things that doesn't really matter in their track. Um, they start to think a lot about the details, details which matter a lot to you, but not to the audience. And perfectionism is a big thing in this whole process. It kind of, well, you're kind of blocking your own success in a way. And it's a mental process. It's something that um, happens inside your brain. You might be aware of it, maybe you're not, but it's happening with each and every single one of you. It's even happening with me as well. Like right now I'm giving this talk and this little voice inside my mind tells me like, oh shit, it has to be perfect. There's people watching me, there's people there, everyone can hear this, it might be recorded. It's, it has to be perfect. But at the same time I think, fuck it. What's the worst thing that could happen, you know? And that little, thought gives me so much rest during my performances right now but also when I was still a DJ it, that gave me so much rest because it didn't matter to me what other people thought of my music what other people thought of my gigs I was there to play the thing that I like to do the most I like to uh, I was releasing music that I'd like to make the most and if someone liked it too they were more than happy to join me on my tour and to more than start following me and to become a fan but if they didn't like it Opinion is, opinion is different, right? Everyone has a different opinion on things. Everyone has different tastes. So you can't make everyone happy with your music. And I think that that's a big thing that artists are struggling with. They are trying to make everyone happy. They are trying to make music that, um, well, only gets positive comments. And the biggest problem probably for an artist is, is that they don't release their music because it's never finished. Who has problem finishing their projects? That's a lot too. And if I may ask you, because you're constantly having two hands up, so it might be a big problem. What's the reason why you're not uh, releasing your music? Let me get a mic up here. There you go. Hi. Um, I'm not really satisfied with my results. In okay. the process of making the music. In the process, yes. okay. And um, when will you be satisfied? Uh, when I reach a sound that I have in my head. And what sound is that? That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe the sound uh, bigger producers make. And, uh, Which producers? Do you have an, uh, an example? 
when I started it was Hardware, and now it's like uh, Julian Jordan, Zeph Hills, okay. all these people, yeah. And um, how long have you been making music? Two or three years. Okay, how long has Julian Jordan been making music? Over eight. Okay, so that's a big gap. Yes, so you, of course. So you're comparing yourself to someone who has been way more experienced. It's so true, yeah. I know this. You, get, you see what's happening? 100%, yeah. So you're kind of blocking yourself from releasing your music because of someone else who is six years more experienced than you have. Yeah. That's true. And I, I know this, mm -hmm. but to accept it and to understand it is... Yeah. Something different, right? Yeah. How do you think you can overcome it? I don't know. Have you that's, tried? That's the reason why I sit here to make Yeah, exactly, yeah. Have you tried something or...? Um, just to go with the flow, just try to uh, not stop making music and just be happy with how it sounds in the moment. Hmm. And be happy with the, um, what do I say, with the results I can achieve at my skill level hmm. to be in there. Have you ever released music? Yes. And how did that feel? Amazing. And why, are you, why aren't you doing it more often then, if it feels so amazing? I get really frustrated when making music and at the moment I'm in a point where um, I also got kind of points not to burn out but I feel really um, stressful and I don't even, at the moment I don't have fun making music to be mm. honest. Okay. And, but I love music and I want to make it for a living 100% but um, that's... I can't make so, it. You're not having any fun right now, but you would like to do it full time. Yes. Not having fun full time. That sounds like the perfect job. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard. I don't know. It's because of the perfectionism and all that stuff. I think okay. it's blocking me. Could it be that you're afraid of what other people think of your music? No. No? It doesn't no. matter? No. Okay. So it's just it's you just... comparing yourself with other artists? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. That's actually another example that I see happening a lot, comparing to other DJs. Um, and nine out of, well, 99 out of 100 times, artists compare themselves to someone who's already there, like their example. But what they don't see is that that sound that they're, um, that they're relating themselves with, they're comparing themselves with, is a result of 10, 20, 30 years work. And maybe there's a team involved. Sometimes there's like five, six, seven people working on the track, mixing engineers, mastering engineers. Because that, that person has the financial um, obligations to actually hire a mixing engineer or a mastering engineer and to get that track to the next level. But what's important here is that you don't compare yourself with other people. Because we all are different, we all make different music, we all have different levels, we all have different goals. It's impossible to find someone who is completely the same as you are. And I know why you want to compare, that's because you probably want to be one of them. But the key is actually in being different. You don't want to be the same as everyone else, because that doesn't make you unique. That doesn't make you different. That doesn't give a promoter a reason to book you. Because they already have a Martin Garrix, they already have a Hardwell. Why would they book you if you make the exact same music? You want to be an artist who does something different. But being different also is scary. Because when you're different, you're standing out from the crowd and you're leaving the herd. Have you, seen, have you ever seen like the, I'm not sure if it's a story in German as well, but the 100 white sheeps and the one black one? 
you're going to be that one black one. It's going to feel weird. You're going to be different. People think something about you because you're different. You're not part of the pack. But at the same time, that little black sheep has a big advantage because he's different. And he knows how to, if you know how to sell that, if you know how to put yourself into the market with those different aspects, you become unique and you become way more interesting to sell. So, perfectionism. Who else has dealt with, uh, struggled with perfectionism before in here? It's you. And can I give the mic to someone who has, who has a story to, to share about perfectionism? You? Here you go. Hello, thank you. <coughs> no problem. Um, I think my point where I struggle with is um, I'm making music for like two years now and I'm not happy to release the music because it's for me not good enough. You know, and I'm not sure if it's a way of perfectionism or something else, I don't know, uh, that blocks me from putting it out and showing it to you know, uh, everyone, not only my closest friends. I'm afraid of showing my stuff, you know. I don't know if it's perfectionism. Uh, well, it could lead into perfectionism. Some, most of the time, people use the word perfectionism as a cover, as a cover-up. Like, dude, when, when a management, let's say you have a management, they come to you and say, like, hey, you're not releasing music. And it's like, yeah, that's because I'm a perfectionist, you know, like, I want to have my tracks perfectly, like, Everything needs to be perfect. So I can cover underneath that excuse. Like, I'm a perfectionist, so I don't have to, sorry, that's my excuse, I don't have to release my music. It's an easy excuse, right? But it's really easy to um, take cover under that word. While at the same time, you're not necessarily a perfectionist, you're just afraid of the, um, what other people might think of it, of the result. Like, what happens if? What happens if I release my music? What happens if I play it in my set and the crowd doesn't like it, if I see no one dancing? Those thoughts could stop you from actually doing what you want to do. Because your goal, I guess, is to make a living from it. And to make a living from it, you have to start releasing music. It's the chicken and the egg story, right? I think somehow there's the... I'm afraid of ruining my, my name. Like, if you put out music and it sucks, mm -hmm. like, my DJ name is Mr. Nice Guy, and if I put out music under that name, um, and it sucks, and people don't like it, and then one year later, I get better, mm -hmm. my music gets better, but no one listens to me anymore because my name is ruined, then I would have to change my name and something, you know? Do you think... I'm afraid of this process. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally understand. Do you think that there will ever be a moment in time where 100% of your followers will like your music? No. No, right? So you're waiting for something to happen that's never going to happen. Like even now, 100%, if I take this as a 100%, there's probably a couple of people in this, in this audience thinking like, what the hell am I doing here? Right? They probably want to leave, but they feel guilty because they think, I fuck, I, yeah, I sit down, it feels weird, I have to stand up now. Right? So. You can never satisfy everyone, and that's okay. As soon as you accept that you're never going to satisfy 100%, and that 50% is okay as well, that opens up a lot of doors. Have a look at it. Um, if you have a look at, well, I'll take a Vichy, for example. 
all the songs that he's he has released, which are a lot, I don't like all of them. I just like a couple of them. Well, most of them, but not all of them. There's, there's a few of them which I think, eh, okay. And Hartwell has the same, Martin Garrix has the same. But I pick the ones that I like. And I might pick one which I think of like, dude, this is the, be the best track ever. And you might think, nah. It's, it's a matter of personal opinion, right? So you will never satisfy everyone. And as soon as you start to realize that, like it doesn't matter what I do with my music because even if I have a thousand followers, I will never satisfy all those thousand followers. Like with this track, I will reach, I will make those 500 people happy. And with this track, I will make those 500 people happy. And if you keep delivering music each month and you keep, well, making everyone happy in the end because this month I will release tracks for them and that month I will release a track for them, in the end, everyone will be happy. Take a look here in the BMW uh, Museum. I don't like all the cars that I see. It's all from one manufacturing, one manufacturer, but I don't like them all. I like those and I like them and them, but I don't like the Rolls Royce. It's the same, the same fabric. It's the same maker. Doesn't mean I, I don't like BMW, it just means I don't like that car. Does that make sense? So, yeah. It's just overcoming that fear that you're never gonna make everyone happy and that it's okay if someone shits on your music because it will happen. I'm gonna give you that right now. Someone will shit on your music. Think about me when next time it happens. I told you so. Someone will tell you that your music sucks. Someone will tell you that your photo sucks on Instagram or that your cat or dog that you're posting sucks. It's going to happen, but how you let that impact you, that's all on you. You are the one deciding on what's going to impact you and what's going to drag you down and what's going to lift you up. And as soon as you realize like, hey, I'm in control here. This guy on Instagram told me that my music sucks, but I'm in control. Am I going to let this tear me down today? Is this, is this going to fuck up my day or is it going to fuel me to make even better music? It's your decision. That guy is just, he's just telling something here. It's just a few letters on Instagram. But you're the one deciding like, okay, I'm gonna be on my bed all day crying, or I'm gonna be the guy going into the studio and making the next big hit. It's all coming back to yourself. It's all finding the power for yourself to reject all those opinions, keep doing the thing you wanna do, and don't care about all other people eventually. Yes. Um, so in the case that uh, uh, I, uh, I don't think that uh, my productions are that good, mm -hmm. <coughs> and uh, I don't think that uh, they are uh, fully uh, produced. Uh, and uh, the thing is, should I release this and think like, oh my god, in my life I will uh, make so many tracks. Uh, there's no problem if one track is bad. Or should I think, uh, okay, it's my artist profile. Every uh, every track should sound should sound like something. I think you can compare your track record with your resume. Like, if you're releasing your music now, like one of your first songs, if you will become a bigger DJ 10 years from now, and people are going to look up on your Wikipedia page to see like, oh, what else did he do? And they see that you've been active for over 10 years, and you've also released music in 2020, and yes, it, it sounded shittier. But didn't everyone who was successful started somewhere? Like BMW didn't start with building a place like this. They started off in a garage, for example. Apple, the famous computer program, which is so big right now, they started off in a garage. 
building software, for, I, I believe. Everyone starts somewhere and everyone realizes that and everyone understands it. It's just you who might feel ashamed about it. But you have to start appreciate the fact that you are just getting started on this, on this journey. You're just at the beginning of everything. You're, you're, in, you're in that garage right now, building the first thing you want to make. And then 10 years from now, if you, if you are in this big ass studio with a mixing engineer and a mastering engineer, you're laughing if you look back and say, ah, that's where I started. That track was the first step towards this moment. And you can only get in that studio if you start releasing that track right there. Does that make sense? Okay. Someone in the back? Uh, I have two mics. Yeah. Hi. Um, Hi. One question. What is uh, the difference for you between uh, like hard work and like professional work often takes very long and perfectionism? Because I worked for a track like more than 100 hours and uh, I still found mistakes. I found like uh, noise crackling and uh, yeah and stuff I had to remove and um, I found uh, yeah, that I made a mistake in the bass frequencies, that I didn't make the bass mono, I made the bass stereo, but it was just, I forgot about it. And when is it like just perfectionism and when is it like hard work, just and hard professional work takes very long often. So what's like for you the criteria in which is the question here, when is, my, when is my track finished? Is that the question? Uh, no, no when, when is the track finished? When is it perfectionism and when is it like, just like hard, long work? I mean, okay, so when are you spending too much time on your, on your track? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's no perfect answer to that question because it's different for each time. Like I've had releases, the, the Jennifer Lopez remix that I mentioned, I built that in five hours, five. I sent them my draft version and it suddenly got, it got accepted. And I was like, fuck, this is just a draft. And they already accepted it. So yeah, but to me, uh, what I want to say with that comparison is that for me, it was a draft. But for that management company, they're like, fuck, this is perfect. This is what we want to sign. So everyone has a different um, norm of what's good or what's not. And for you, if you feel like, okay, I'm going to need 20 hours to work on this track to make it my level, to, get, to go to my norm, spend 20 hours. For some people it's a hundred hours. For me personally, maximum of 10-15 hours. Like including mixing? Or yeah, everything. Because I mix during the process of creating. I do it at the same time. It's quick. Yeah, it's, it's just the way how you work. Everyone has their own way of working of course. But for me it always was, I, when I was creating my music, I always wanted to hear how it ended up sounding. So I just started mixing it during the way. So I already heard like, okay, this sounds decent. And do the mixing afterwards. After yeah, could, could be. Like, it, it just depends on what you prefer. But there's no one question for all in this matter. We're all different. We all make music in a different way. And you just have to make a decision for yourself. Where is my norm? When do I decide it's done now? And yes, there are still crackles in it. And yes, my kick is stereo or whatever your reason might be. If it hits the norm, it hits the norm and it goes out. For some, I'll get to you. For some people, working with a deadline really helps to beat perfectionism. If, they, if, they, if you put yourself a deadline and give yourself a deadline and say like, hey, I'm gonna work on this track for five days and whatever I end up with after five days, that's gonna be it. That's just, that's where I'm gonna say it's finished. That might help for some people. 
Yes. Yes. Similar question. <laughs> there you go. I had a similar question, and actually, I want to ask if you time box yourself. If you say mm -hmm. whatever, like half a day for developing the book, half a day for arrangement or whatever. Yeah, that could really help. You have this thing. Uh, do you know journaling? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big thing going on in mainly the states right now. Um, it's where you sit down in the morning and where you start thinking about okay, what are my main goals for today? Do I want to finish a track? Do I want to work on my social media? I don't know. What's the main topic for today? And when and how am I going to do it today? So you're gonna time block in some way. And in the end of the day, you're gonna reflect, look back on your day, and say like, okay, did I achieve all my goals? Did I manage to do everything? And if not. How come? And if I did, perfect. Yeah, I basically do that. Yeah, that's the kind of time blocking. Yeah. Not with production. I mean, with everything else, oh. like social media or work. Yeah, you could do it with production as well, and just divide your track into uh, separate uh, aspects. So beat section, melody section, mixing stage, mastering stage. Just yeah, divide it into sections. Yeah. Is a question here? I saw a hand. Ah, good. Yeah. How did you overcome your breakdown? My breakdown? My burnout, you mean? Yeah. Um, it took me about two years. Um, for me, it first, I first started working in a factory. So I uh, ended my relationship with my ex-girlfriend. I started uh, to live back with my parents. So I kind of reset my whole life. And then I started to work in a factory to kind of get connected with society again. Because I was living a life that wasn't normal. Like I was getting used to uh, being picked up at the airport and everything was being arranged. If I wanted some drinks, I just pull up my hand, someone got me drinks. That's not normal. It's nice, but it's not normal. If I came back home, I still had to do groceries, right? So um, working in a factory really helped because I was working with people who had a different life and they really pulled me back down to the ground. I said like, dude, this is life. That's not life, this is life. That really was the start of everything. And then I started, um, well, educating myself a lot so I started reading a lot of books uh, listening to podcasts is one of my favorite things to do still um, that really helps me on a daily basis to become aware of everything that I'm doing uh, if I'm still on the right path if I'm still doing what I love to do um, like just keep asking yourself questions on a daily basis because as a human being we tend to go on autopilot maybe you know that feeling of like three months from now, you're looking back like, fuck, what the hell happened those three months? You know, what did I do during those three months? Because I'm still left with that unfinished project. I still haven't released a song. My social media still sucks. But still, I threw away three months. So that kind of feels like the autopilot. And by auditing yourself on a daily basis, asking yourself questions, like the thing I mentioned with the journal, like what are my topics, what are my goals today? What am I going to focus on today? That really helps you to improve on the things you want to improve. And that's a really good way to measure yourself. Like, how am I actually doing? Am I improving or am I just being lazy? Creating awareness around yourself and being consciously aware of the fact what you're doing, that puts you in movement to grow. Are there any other questions? Yeah, there are. Did you regret at any point in your past years that you uh, stopped making music? <laughs> Funny enough, no. 
that's weird because I've been making music and playing for yeah over 10 years. It was the only thing I've been doing. So I woke up with it and I went to bed with it. But somehow the whole passion just it's out of me. Like I don't I don't aspire to DJ anymore. I don't aspire to make any music anymore. It's just gone. And still I like music. And if I am making music with someone else or whatever, I still enjoy it. But the drive, like waking up and having that urge to make music or to play, gone. And that's weird, I know. Yeah, it's weird, but um, I think I can relate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a producer for almost eight years now. But um, I mean, like three months ago or so, um, I totally um, stopped having motivation for producing music. Um, from one day to another, and um, it didn't came back yet, so I hope it will come back, I don't know, and um, yeah, I mean it kind of sucks because um, I really tried to start to make a living out of it, and everything I did in the last years um, kind of um, was to make a living out of it, and now it feels like a waste of time. What could be really interesting for you is to reassess the period where everything went well, where you were still like to make music. What were you doing at that time? Maybe you, you worked out three times a week and you stopped doing that. I don't know. Maybe you watched um, Netflix every morning and you stopped doing that. Something might have changed in your routine which caused you to lose passion. Because we all have triggers. and. Um, what really worked for me, for example, is maybe you guys uh, are the same like me, but if I watch a documentary for like um, from Swedish House Mafia, from Hartwell, or if I have a look at the Tomorrowland After movie, I'm getting pumped. Like I, I just always wanted to make music when I watched the documentary like that because that triggered me to see like what the end goal was. I was like, fuck that, that I want to be there. I want to be in that stage. So I felt it in my, my, in my body. I started to become creative, I started to feel energized. You probably recognize those feelings when you're pumped. So watching documentaries and watching after movies was my trigger. That was the little spark that lighted the fire inside of me. And I, I would recommend everyone to go look for yourself and look what is, what is the little spark for me. Are it those after, movie, after movies? Maybe it's listening to other music. That also really helps for a lot of producers, listening to tracks that inspire you. I have a playlist on Spotify. Um, do you know the series How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, if you know Barney. He has a CD called The Psyched Mix, Get Psyched Mix. I have a playlist called The Get Psyched Mix. And I've put in songs of which I know that when I play them, I get psyched. I just get into that mood, like I want to party or whatever I want to do. I just feel the adrenaline going to my body. So I know that when I play those songs, I get that mood. I, and when I know that I need to get into that mood for today, for example, I flew in from the airport and when I land, I turn on that playlist. Because I get out of the airplane and feel like, yeah! It's a different mood because otherwise you just get out of the airplane like, tired and like, do I really need to do this today? You need to find that trigger for yourself. And it's the same with perfectionism. You need to find out what the reason is why you are blocking your own success. Because I'm guaranteeing you that you are the only one who is blocking you. There's no one else around you saying, you can't do this, you have to stop now. 
You are the only one who's deciding it. And that's important for you to realize. The problem is within you, not with anyone else. Not the managers, not the bookers, not the releases, not the, the record labels, it's with you. And as soon as you figure out like how to beat that perfectionism, if you might call it that, how to beat that block, everything will change, everything. Are there any other questions left? Because this kind of was my story. <laughs> if there aren't any questions left, I want to thank you all. If you still have questions after this conference, you can always reach out to me on my social media pages. I'm really active there with replying on direct messages and stuff. So if there's a question that you didn't dare to answer today or didn't pop up, feel free to send me a message. I'm always more than welcome to help. But I want to thank you today for uh, yeah, taking the time to choose this place instead of that place or that place and sit here and uh, interact with me and see how we can deal with this problem. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. What's up? It's me, Joey Suki. And thanks for listening to this podcast episode. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe on this podcast on iTunes or just share it with your friends who you think it could be valuable to. So thanks again for listening and see you next time.